turn up my volume here a little bit. Give me a, a, a level. Um, yeah. You sound good, from what I can tell. Yeah, you sound good too. That's me hitting on you. Oh. Yeah. It's finally happening. <laughs> Other than that one night that neither one of us remember. Oh, my. Welcome, <laughs> everyone, to From Panel to Podcast. I'm Andrew Reiner. That's Phil Hoff. We love each other. We've been buddies for over 10 years. 10? Since, 20. 90, since 95, man. 1995. Yeah. I wrote the cover story for Ristar. Remember that? Mm-hmm. That little star with arms and eyes? Yeah. For Sega Genesis. Yeah, that was one of my, that was my first cover story. Our uh, friendship predates the prequels. That's amazing. Because we saw the prequels in theaters together. Gosh, yeah. Wow. So much time. But you know what? People are sick and tired of listening <laughs> to our little romance here, our buddy-buddy endless, I don't even know what it is, jamboree of fun and comic books. That's the first time that line has ever been spoken. Phil. Uh, yep. Let's start with your favorite book from last week. I would actually like to start in a different direction if I can steal the show for a second. I, dude, I've already butchered it, so take it. Sweet. Um, last week, we forgot to talk about something that I felt was pretty important to the comic book world. And as soon as we quit recording, I realized that we didn't mention it. And that's the death of Tim Sale. Uh, one of the biggest talents, in, I, I guess, behind Batman. Batman, Daredevil, Spider-Man, like just yeah. such a unique art style and form that really set all of his stuff apart. And his partnership with Jeff Loeb really helped put Batman not back on the map, but to a next level. Yeah, and it was Batman, The Long Halloween. We've talked about on that on this show before. Spider-Man Blue, I think it was called. Yep, and I think he did Daredevil Yellow and Red or Black and Yellow as well. Maybe Hulk Gray? And that's Todd McFarlane. Hulk no, I think there was a book, Hulk Gray. No, I think there was. I was joking about that. Or Hulk Green. I'm not sure. Yeah, just such a such a loss. And kind of out of nowhere. I, I had no idea what he was dealing with behind the scenes. And you know, we did get that Batman long Halloween special from them last year. Very recently. So it seemed like yeah, it seemed like things were maybe yeah, it was this year maybe. It seemed like things were maybe picking up, but that was kind of the uh the end. So sad day or sad week in, in the comic world and go pick up some of those trades if you haven't read them or looked at them before, because like Phil said, it's one of the best partnerships in, in all of comics and it has such a history and uh, it's sad we won't get any more books from them together or, or see his art style, right? Very much so. Um, but back to matters on hand and happier things. Yes. You asked me for my favorite book of the week. I think... I'm not saying with 100% certainty, but it's pretty far up there is a book by a man called Tyler Crook called The Lonesome Hunters. Mm -hmm. What is uh, this about? It, it was number one by Image Comics or from Image Comics. It is about a guy and his father, it starts out with, and he's acquired a sword to help purge the world of uncleanliness. Um, but it turns out that once you get the sword, you age at a very, 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 very slow rate. And this gentleman is still alive. It looked like it was like mid 1700s that he originally acquired the sword in. And it kind of comes up to speed with the current day situation where there seems to be something going on with the watch as well. Yeah. And I, he's super old at this point. Yes. You know, he still has the sword. He hasn't been doing any sword swinging <laughs> anytime <laughs> soon. 
and he's kind of beyond that. He's he's just kind of your typical new age old man. Yeah, and he ends up partnered up with a girl through means that happened throughout the course of the comic book, which I don't want to spoil too much of because I really do think everybody should go out and take a look at this, especially if you're into things that are kind of supernatural slash mystical. Yeah, I loved it. And it's from Dark Horse. The first yep. issue is from Dark Horse. And it's one of the first Dark Horse books we've talked about, which is puzzling because I have so many from <laughs> decades ago. I yep. used to love Dark Horse books and I've just kind of fallen off them. So I'm glad I'm kind of back in. And now I kind of want to look what else they have. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird that publishers and imprints like that kind of sway where my dollars go sometimes, but I'll never stop giving money to DC and Marvel. Like I love those superhero universes. I'm embedded in those continuities. Like some people are their their soap operas. Are those still a thing? Um, I dated yeah. myself right there. I have no idea if they are or not. I mean, they were, when we started hanging out, they were definitely a thing. But oh, I, my mom was like way into them. Like all my children like, at my household. Yep. That was my mom too. Look at us. <laughs> we're the best. <laughs> Even our mothers, like they would be best buds. Have our moms ever met? I don't think. I don't know. Huh? Irrelevant. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Back, back on topic. My favorite comic, Phil. The Amazing Spider-Man number four. Specifically, the blood bubble, the blood <laughs> on Peter Parker's mask. The it's just this huge red blob. Yeah, it almost looks like bubble gum just kind of splattered over his face, but it's blood, and he's been dripping it for two issues now. In mm-hmm. this issue, you're like, okay, he's finally getting to the bottom of things. Tombstone is just they they keep building him up as like the coolest character ever, right? He it uh... is. I'm falling in love with Tombstone throughout the course of this book. Oh, yeah. He looks super silly with his pointy teeth and and kind of, I don't know, almost alien-like appearance, right? But what he is doing and, and how he's incorporating Spider-Man is wild. And they are taking their time like we wanted him to, Phil. They are yes. not revealing anything about what's been going on. Uh, I, I've, I've just fascinated with this new direction for for spider-man and issue four so you, you, there's four issues out there's nothing you need to get in front of it you're going to read it and be like what the heck's going on and that's the whole purpose that's what so we're all is, thinking too and we've read the last seven thousand issues of the amazing spider-man yeah and that's that's by design so that's the perfect maybe the ultimate oh that's a bad term the <laughs> you won't find a better jumping on point for spider-man i think um we'll get that yeah, go get it. And again, Tombstone is just being established as a cerebral grade A badass throughout the course of these first four issues. And yes, again, Tombstone is amazing right now, and I love the way he's being written. You know what's amazing as well? Spider Man. We had a we had something is killing the children number twenty four come out, mm-hmm. and we put these two books in front of it. Yeah, and it's not to say that something's killing the children sucked because it didn't. No, oh, it was great. You got a <laughs> really wild new creature in this book. Uh huh. <laughs> This book just keeps going and going and going. I was going to kind of try to stay away from that just because we've talked about Something's Killing the Children for the last 20 episodes, so I wasn't going to... We talked that it was coming out, and I think all of our listeners knew that you and I were both going to grab it, as well as a variant cover of six. I will say I was disappointed how fast I got through it. I was loving every second of it, and then it just... It was a couple minutes, and it was done. Yeah, it wasn't "Ah, a very... I want more. (laughs) Wasn't a very wordy issue, that's for sure. But the nature uh, of those is they're just page turners, like because you're just gripped and you want to go through the entire thing. Yeah. Another one that we said that we weren't going to get World's Finest. Mm-hmm. 
yet it was in our pull box and us being the cowardly lions that we are, we were like, I can't put this back. Right. I got to buy it. (laughs) So we reluctantly buy it. We see it getting rung up and we're just kind of nervous. Just like, ah, there there goes some money. I'm not going to like this. I loved it. There's, there's a really strange hybrid character in this issue. <laughs> I wasn't I was, angry that I bought it afterwards. And yeah. I was like, when I originally sent you the video, I was like, oh crap, I don't even know why I got this. And then I read it, I was like, oh, that's why I got it. Cool. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Pleasant surprise. Will I be back for issue five? I don't think so. Like I'm pulling it from my pull list, but I was pleased with this mistake that I made. <laughs> if, if that makes sense. Any other uh, books jump out to you that you think are in that elite, gotta buy it territory? Yes. Um, One that you didn't originally pick up that I asked you why you didn't pick it up, and I think you just kind of spaced it more than anything else. And that would be, I've talked about it in the past, but Silvercoin number 11, which is a new current jumping on point of the tale of this coin. And this one is, of course, written by James Tynan IV and takes place in a diner, which anything that involves food and restaurants always kind of makes me feel good. And you throw one of my favorite writers on top of it. And I thought it was a wonderfully told tale with a lot of morbidness to it where people are still getting their wishes with the coin in their hand. Yeah, it's a really nice standalone story, right? Mm-hmm. Like it almost reminds me of Tales from the Crypt. Remember that? That old HBO show yeah. with the Crypt Keeper? And you'd be like, today's recipe is steak or whatever. And, <laughs> and then you just have like a short story, basically, that you watch for that hour. That's what this felt like. I loved that's, it. That's the way the entire series is. Like all the issues are standalone, quick little one-off horror stories that all revolve around the coin and who's got possession of the coin and what's happening with the coin. That's yep. James on that. And <laughs> I loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Also loved Silver Surfer Rebirth. I don't think that's a necessary buy, though. I put that in like a second tier of good here. Thanos, one of my favorite villains of all time. He's up to no good. A constant threat in this issue. He does some really terrible things. The in, in an Infinity Stone is involved. Silver Surfer, obviously, he's on the cover. It's his book is a key player in this as well. And it's also Ron Lim and, and that old team. Kind of doing another one from that that legendary run from the 90s up till, what was that, issue 160 or something like that. It just felt like, work, yeah. felt like it was continuing. And I hope, I hope this reverberates throughout the Marvel Universe, Phil. I think they're setting up something kind of interesting with Thanos again. And um, I don't want to say history is going to repeat itself, but I think we wouldn't mind seeing more of that. I think there's only one issue left of that, not to burst your bubble, but I think uh, that Silver Surfer Rebirth run is coming to an end at five. Or no, that was five. That is. That's it. Yeah, that's right. That, that was, was it. it. That was the end of it. Um, I'm curious if this is going to bleed over into what's going on with Fantastic Four since they both are on that epic galactic cosmic type of kick and always are. Plus, the two titles are definitely notorious with one another. But with big things happening to both of those, it wouldn't surprise me if they touch bases. And who knows? Maybe the big uh, Eternals X-Men Avengers crossover is going to tickle into that as well. And all hell is going to break loose in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, that would be awesome. I mean, we yeah, we have that coming up now. I think it's next week. Maybe next week or the week after. Yeah. Oh, well, can't wait. I want to see where they're going with all this and maybe make sense of the X-Men. That's (laughs) That's not going to (laughs) happen. And you keep Uh, picking it up every week. And I'm just like, you tell me every week you're done with it. And then you go and grab it again. It's it's seriously, I can't stop myself. Like it's in my pull list. Neil pulled out my my books this at mind's eye today 
it's recording on Wednesday, the day you're listening to this. And he, he collapsed over and the, the books were just on him. And I had to like me and someone else in the store, I had to go pull the books off him. Cause he's getting crushed. He's dying. <laughs> and and the guy was like, you're buying all those. And I was like, yeah, yeah, this is my pull list. And it was basically every new release on there. <laughs> so it, I was at a hundred dollars. I, I was at $96. He, uh, I was right around there myself. He was trying to talk me into getting the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Ronin hardcover today. And I looked at him and I said, do you see the size of the stack? I can't carry a hardcover on top of this. And he said, we've got shopping baskets. And I said, it doesn't matter. I still have to lift the stack. It doesn't make it any lighter because it's in a shopping basket. Yeah. He said he ate at your restaurant yesterday, two days Saturday. ago? Saturday he was there, yep. Or, yeah, I don't know what day it is. But yeah, he, he, was, he was talking about that. And, and I was like, cool. Yep. All right. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you give me the uh, the good variants like you give Phil then? You got the good variant this week on I Hate This Place. I did because I complained. Oh, see, that's what happens. That's why people are the way that people are in the world is because they complain enough. And now you've just and become one happens. of those people. Yeah. <laughs> you need to start complaining uh, more. Yes. Bloodstained Teeth number three. What did you think of that one? I think this thing is really clicking on all cylinders, especially now that the full plot line has kind of been revealed as to what's going on. It's definitely creeping its way to the top of my first to read list on a weekly basis. It's a good way to put it without spoiling it. I've got to give props to the art style, which is very distinct. Uh, What would would you say? It's almost graffiti-like. Can we call it graffiti noir? Yeah, I like that. Graffiti noir. That, That fits it well. Any other books jumping out to you here? I didn't uh, like Young Justice, Dark Crisis number one. Yeah, but that, that had missed voluptuous in it or whatever. <laughs> that that whole series has been kind of flat, though, Dark Crisis at this point, right? I think we're only, are we one or two issues into that, though? I think we're two. Yeah, that's right. We are two. Um, I enjoyed Punisher War Journal Blitz. Yeah, what is that all about? Like, it's, you know, spinoff of more Frank Castle and it was being the hand of the hand or the heart of the hand or the soul of the hand or the hand soul or the hand jive, um, doing more of his killing things and being waging his war. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it feels like the, so is this like after the main series? I think it's kind of at the same, yeah, it's after the last issue, but I think it's at the same time. Why it wasn't just Punisher number five, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, that's why I'm confused by it because I'm like trying to make out the continuity of it and I'm like, this feels like we're ahead of where we were in the main series, so or is the main series like his origin tale and then we'll get to Blitz? Or is it at the same time? I'm really confused by that. Uh, yeah, I'm not 100% certain. Speaking of things that are confusing, how do you feel about the new Fantastic Four? Uh, I did not like it at all because <laughs> it's, it's, it's the old Fantastic Four. It's just an old story that they're bringing back, like a team that they had for a few issues that they want to tell new stories with. It's not mm-hmm. main continuity. It's like, I guess it's main continuity, but a throwback, right? For no real good reason, other than the fact that Spidey sells comics, Ghost Rider sells comics, Hulk sells comics, and obviously Wolverine sells comics. So if you put them all together, guess what? The comic's going to sell. Yeah. And it was the first issue I read this week because oh. I was excited. I was like, look at all these guys. And then I was like, wait, why is Hulk gray? And I was thinking about the main series with Donnie Cates. So I was like, is this where it's going? He's going to be gray and wearing a suit. Hmm? And then, uh, then you find out, no, nope, this is from like the eighties. And <laughs> I just spent money on something. I wouldn't have $4.99. Was that not down the toilet? Issue? 
Yeah, not down the toilet, but I was, uh, as soon as I started reading it, I was very disappointed just because of what it was. Yeah. Um, I want to give a little bit of love to Maestro World War M because, again, it's Maestro just wrecking havoc on the Earth and taking it to Namor in this case and a giant Namor creature. Uh, if you like Hulk Smash, I highly recommend grabbing this entire series because it's Maestro Smash. I also want to give props to I Hate This Place, which I, I got the variant of, which is F This Place. So when you're starting your comics, did you are you put it under I or F? Yes. Oh, I yeah, put it I put under it. F. Well, you got both of yours are the same. Yeah. My first one is I. My second one is F. So I, I have a problem. <laughs> where would you put it? Where if This issue two, would you keep it with issue one or would you put it where no, it belongs? In, in your case, definitely. It's going under the letter I. But that's what you get for not getting the vulgar variant to begin with. And what, what do we even call this? It's a ghost, horror, zombie monster book um paranormal thriller yeah you put it much better than i did you should run this show (laughs) you should write my reviews you don't want that to happen i get (laughs) i get too sweary in that case moon knight continued to be good if you've been reading Moon Knight, or if you haven't been i highly recommend picking up moon knight because that's been clicking on all cylinders moving right along it's been really really good agreed and that's issue 12 so we got a nice run there Mm mm-hmm and I will be getting those. Hopefully that team sticks around for a long time because they're onto something. Yeah, they're, they're really they're doing it. big things. Phil, I have nothing else this week. Um, yeah, uh, as far as last week's went, nothing too mind blowing. I mean, I love Batman the Night, which is just a retelling of Batman pre year one, but written by Chip Zdarsky. So, of course, I'm going to swoon on it. And uh, I didn't pick up Black Adam. That was one of 12. I was like, nope, that's just that tie in. So good, good for on you. me for not buying one book. I'm actually proud of you for that one because I figured for sure you'd fall sucker to that. I, I did enjoy Miles Morales and Moon Girl, the first one. Yeah, that was fun. And then I was disappointed because it's now going to be Moon Girl and someone else. Like, So she's just going to kind of be bouncing through the Marvel Universe. So her story's continuing, but I really liked their, their chemistry. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to next week's books. Phil, this is a little strange because we've already purchased these, mm-hmm. so we can't say getting it. We'll have to just say got it. Yeah. Put it in the past tense, all right? It's really going to mess with things. <laughs> Detective Comics, 161. How about this? Got it and read it. Got it. Have not read it. Action Comics, 1044. We both skipped it. <laughs> the Avengers, number 57. Got it. Berserker, number nine. Got it. Got it. Robin, number 15, with the tagline, Death to the Family, on the cover. Got that as well. Got it. Super excited. Batman Catwoman, number 12, after six years off. (laughs) Got that. In the title that has taken two years, two and a half years for 12 issues to come out. Yeah, wild. I got that as well. X-Force, number 29. Who's in X-Force? Um... I don't know. I'm looking at the cover. I can't really make it out. Oh, maybe Cannonball. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm yeah. glad I'm not reading it, though. It looks, <laughs> it looks weird. Uh, Star Wars Darth Vader, number 24. Yes. Got it. 
all because of Obi-Wan. That show rocked. That last <laughs> episode, just I was teary-eyed through the whole thing. Batman Beyond the White Knight, number four. Oh, God, yes. She-Hulk, number four. No, but I kind of wish I had been buying She-Hulk this entire time. I really enjoyed issue one. I don't know why I didn't get two, three, and four. Yeah, me too. And it has She-Hulk in the ring, in her corner, like resting after a round. And Thing is her manager there, like kind of cheering her on. And it's a super cool cover. I might have to go get that tomorrow. Okay. The Department of Truth, number 19. Got it and read it. Yeah, and it has like a cool uh, eagle on the cover, almost like you'd see it on the side of a van spray painted on or uh, <laughs> <laughs> or the back of a cool. Leonard Skinner album. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It looks it looks awesome. X-Men Red number four. Yep. I got it. I don't know why. <laughs> Star Wars Obi-Wan number two. Got it. Got it. Looks like he's going against a werewolf. That's strange. But Qui-Gon's on the cover. The Swamp Thing number 14. Got that. Wow. Monstrous, number 41. Harley Quinn, number 16. The only Batman title I don't buy. Yeah, I mean, it's beyond cartoony on the, the cover now. The <laughs> I, in, I don't know what they're doing. Insides are the same way, too. That's why I fell off on it. The art style just bothered me. I couldn't take it seriously. Yeah, that's a big deal. Venom, Lethal Protector, number three. Sabretooth, number four. There's the one X-Men book I don't get. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, number 130. Task Force Z, number nine. Iron Man Hellcat Annual, number one. Star Wars Dr. Aphra, number 21. Got that, just because it's a Crimson Rain tie-in. Got it, as well. DC vs. Vampires Killers, number one. Deathstroke Inc., number 10. Of course. And it says, it says, your one starts here. So I was disappointed right away because I was like, ah, oh, they're doing a, a flashback. Because they don't want to show what's coming next yet. Do you but think we don't know yet. We haven't gone into it. Okay. I would say you haven't read it yet. No. Have you? Nope. Okay. Captain America, symbol of truth, number two, has Deadpool on the cover. That's why both Phil and I continued on. It's the first exactly one was good, though. Way. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Spider-Man, 2099, Exodus, number three. Got it. Han Solo and Chewbacca, number three. Got, Got it. The Scorched, number seven. Wolverine Patch, number three. The Variants, number one. Got it. I did not. I didn't even see it for some reason. It's got Jessica Jones on the cover. Where's the furthest, or what's the farthest place from here, number seven? Batman Fortress, number two. Phil, talk about this cover. Got it and read it. Um, how did I describe it to you? Oh, yeah. Batman is playing Top Gun with Fortnite in the background. <laughs> That's right. It's Batman in... Uh... 747 or something? No, he's in the Batwing, isn't he? Oh, I don't know. It looks like it's from Top... They, they're they trying to make it look like it's Top Gun on the yeah. cover. <laughs> no, he's... Having read it, he's in the Batwing, but those are actual military planes behind him that everybody else is dropping out of the party bus behind him. Okay. All right. Uh, a Righteous Thirst for Vengeance, number nine. Such a cool title. Iron Cat, number one. This is from Marvel. Ding, ding, ding. That's an Iron Man spinoff. New character, or not new, but a character that hasn't gotten the spotlight enough picked it up. Absolutely. Aquaman number five. Public domain number one. Phil, what is this? Uh, it is Chip Zdarsky and all of his brilliance. Uh, from what I understand, it's a very, very, um, I think the word that the kids use these days is meta explanation of quick synopsis from what I've gathered. 
the son of a guy who created a major superhero who's been turned into licensed properties with movies, action figures, and things of that nature, who is not getting paid for any of it. Yeah, it's it seems interesting. The excellent number four. Image number three. Got that. Me too. Ghost Cage number three. Oh, hell no. Sonic the Hedgehog number 50. How did I miss that? Because uh, you don't look at the very bottom shelf. <laughs> Thor Lightning and Lament number one. This is an old throwback. Looks like Rob Liefeld art, maybe. I don't know. G.I. Joe, a real it? American hero, 294. No, I didn't get it. Good did for you? you. Hell no. I'm not falling victim to these things where they're releasing number ones within six weeks of a movie coming out. <laughs> Hit me number four. Red Sonia number 10. Sins of the Black Flamingo number one. I was intrigued by that one. Lots of man butt in it. I paged through it and there's a lot of man butt in it. Ooh. Draculini or Draculina number four. <laughs> Uh, mindset number one. Phil, you got that. I did not. Oh yeah, I did. Did I? Yeah, that's what it's called. I forgot the name of that title. <laughs> it's from Vault Comics. I'm just sitting here staring out the window. <laughs> mindset number one. Yeah, yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, I got that. It was recommended to me by Eric, and of course, I buy everything that's recommended to me. The Vampire Slayer number three. I got that as well. Neil tried to sneak it in my stack. Did you know he really? Buddy? Yeah, you know what I did? I knocked over an end cap. Good for you. Yeah, I was like, nice try, Neil. Hellboy and the BPRD old man Whittier number one. We didn't buy that. That's too many letters. <laughs> Mech Strike Monster Hunters number one. Power Rangers Unlimited. I think we're we're done here, Phil. I don't uh, think there's you didn't anything get else. To Buffy 97. Oh, it's right here. Buffy 97, number one. I got that, but I got the variant cover because it's a blatant ripoff of the original movie poster for Scream, and I couldn't say no to that. Yeah, I got uh, also Transformers Fate of Cybertron, number one. Super excited about that. And that's kind of it. We purchased probably about 50% of the books that came out. That sounds about right. That's out of control. But... Let us know if we're missing anything big. If there's some books that we we passed up that you think we should be paying attention to, please let us know. And thank you again for all your support. People writing me left and right yesterday and today asking if there was a podcast. It means the world to me. I just wish we could be a little more consistent, but we're two busy guys. And, and you know, our appreciation of each other uh, sometimes is interrupted by the real world and our other jobs. Right. So this is true. Yeah, but we uh, will be back next week, hopefully within seven days or six days, maybe now with more reviews of this week's books. And you know what we picked up. Let us know what you got and we'll see you then. Bye, everybody. Take care. <laughs>